Hello, I'm Joachim Valentin, the OYAP coordinator of the Hamilton-Wentworth District School Board. Hello, I'm Pat Pirro, the OYAP coordinator with the Hamilton-Wentworth Catholic District School Board. Welcome to another OYAP Hamilton podcast. Today's guest is Kara Bredeau, an electrician apprentice in her fifth level there. She's done her training and ready to write her Red Seal exam. We're able to catch up with uh, Kara here, and let's bring you right in. Hello, Kara. Good hey, afternoon. thank you for having me. <laughs> hey. Yeah, you're on the phone with us, and uh, Pat and I are hunkered down in, in my living room, uh, socially distanced, with a Christmas tree between us, <laughs> recording this in December. It's that time of the year. So uh, we want to know a little bit about you and your, your career. How did you get hooked on electrical as a career? Well, I was really lucky because I came from a construction family. So my grandfather's a carpenter. My dad does extra low voltage. Um, and I've worked since I was 16 part-time with my uncle who works in the, uh, like for the drywall union doing layout in high-rise condos. So you were, even though you were working with drywalling, you were in construction, you were, mm-hmm. you were seeing what the job site was like. Oh, that's great. Wow. Excellent. Were you, and you were, yeah, it, was, it was a really good introduction for sure. Okay. So you were kind of on the site with all kinds of different trades people. Did yeah, exactly. Like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, did you, when you were at that age, 16, 17, did you do a high school co-op? So I actually went to high school in Prince Edward Island and I went to a fairly small school and they did have the co-op program, but I never thought I was actually going to be a construction worker. So I did uh, sciences and math, and, and I focused more on, like, the academic side instead of the practical side, uh, where I could have done a co-op if I had a, the presence of mind to know that I'd actually enjoy this career. Right, right. But in the environment you were in, that opportunity wasn't really... Uh, promoted to you but you did the right thing because the sciences and the math all align really well with the skilled trades for sure was there somebody that um so your your family your uncle and your dad there or other people in your family were inviting you to work in construction was there somebody else that was giving you advice or well like at the beginning, I kind of was just finding my own way because I invo- enrolled in university a few times and I just realized that didn't suit me. So I think it it took me a lot of like jumping around before I found mentors, uh, but really with my uncle Pierre because all through my career before I entered construction, I would work with him part-time kind of picking up shifts if he needed help or if I was like, if I, you know, like, stop working at another place. It's like, okay, I'll work with Pierre for a bit. And so I just realized like something I kept coming back to throughout my whole life, obviously was something I enjoyed and was good at. Um, and then he recommended I become an electrician because they have a great union. They get paid really, really well. And there's so much versatility in that career as well. That's great. You know, uh, Pat and I do, uh, we collect information about labor market, um, from in particular from the Canadian Apprenticeship Forum, and they have some information around uh, how old people are when they start their apprenticeships and what happens across uh, Canada in different apprenticeship trades. And one of the trends that seems to happen is that first-year apprentices, they did a poll a year and a half ago, and then last year they did it again, 
And they found that first-year apprentices on average were, in 2018, they were 28 years old across Canada. And in 2019, the average age of first-year apprentices was 27 years old. So in Ontario, the graduation from high school, if you do four years or five years, is usually around 17 or 18 years old. So most of the people are in Canada who start an apprenticeship have been out of high school for nine-ish years, nine or 10 years. And they're doing something else. Like you were explaining, you tried university or you tried something else. And then you were finding these jobs where you were working with your uncle. And that was one of the questions that was asked across Canada in this poll. How did you get in your apprenticeship? And most first-year apprentices were hired to be an apprentice by the company they were working for. They were already working in the industry. So you, you really fit that bill that you kept going back to where the opportunity was in something you enjoyed, and that's where the opportunity was. It's great your uncle was able to uh, give you that advice. So how did you end up from PEI to Toronto? Was that part of your career move or the Hamilton No, so that, well, that's just kind of like having a modern family, I guess, because like my uh, parents divorced when I was three, and I was born in Ontario. So my dad ended up staying here, and then my mom, when I was seven, wanted to move back to her childhood home of Prince Edward Island. So then she took me with her. So I was in there from grade two to 12 and then came back here to go to U of T, um, which is like my initial reason for coming back. So I guess in a way it was like a career move, um, but it wasn't, had nothing to do with electrical at that time. And I just love, I think I just like living in this area. Uh, so I stayed mm-hmm. and I made my life here. Yeah. Great. Oh, excellent. Fantastic. And, and how do you feel about, you know, uh, women in the trades, uh, you being one of, you know, the percentages, 4% of, of the skilled trades, the non-traditional ones like electrical construction, automotive service mm-hmm. are, are women. Do you run into that a lot? Do you run into many other women that have found the same pathway as you? So I think in my union, it's actually, unfortunately, way less than 4%. And so I do, I'm part of a women's committee at my union hall. And so that was a great introduction to a lot of women who, uh, like, I know a few retirees. I know a few younger women like myself. I know a few apprentices. So I'm kind of all over the spectrum with, like, my women's circle. But it's, it's very, like, few and far between. And I... I would imagine that the apprenticeship rates like are higher than average um, than consider like than the whole population of our union hall. But uh, the reality is with women in the trades, they're doing a really, they're starting to do a really good job of recruiting them, but they're not focusing as much on what we need to make women stay. So like you mentioned, mm-hmm. 27 years old, uh, a lot of women, I don't have kids, but a lot of women do. But when you start your work day at 7 a.m., it's really hard to find child care because that's traditionally the woman's, uh, like, responsibility, right? So mm. there's just, like, little things like that that we need to catch up on that I think would even make it mo- even more successful uh, for women in the trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's Never thought of that. A challenge for employers as well as uh, mm-hmm. as families. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you, for you- sure. And I... It comes back to data. We we don't, we're just figuring out even the questions to ask, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, great. So you were mentioning in your union, uh, you're in a Toronto local, that there is a group of women. How did you get connected with that? 
so uh, when I first started George Brown, I met this uh, wonderful brother, Dave Me, and he told me that there's a women's committee and also a next-gen committee, which is our next-gen committees are 35 years old and younger. And these committees both, like one's women, one's uh, younger people, and like you both those groups have their own unique set of challenges when it comes to the trade because uh, the, the average age of people are definitely a lot older, um, which is why we need apprentices, right? Yeah. So, yeah, both those groups are really supportive uh, and good to, to meet other people in your situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sounds like you're in a good organization that um, really acknowledges and wants to build the next generation and the diversity that we need today as well. I think so, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's very interesting. What? So we know, because Pat and I see these kind of uh, pushes to say the workforce is aging, and as people are retiring, there's an attrition problem where uh, many of the trades are not bringing in the number of young people to replace the aging population. And in the Hamilton area, that's certainly the case in, in particular in manufacturing and in construction. Uh, those are challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, where um, Motive Power has a a larger, younger workforce uh, right now. And more information is available if anybody's interested at um, Workforce Planning Hamilton. They have a good website. Workforce Planning Hamilton publishes four times a year different reports on uh, labor market information and recruitment and that kind of stuff. So we, we dig there and get our information from there as well as other sources. But the junior group that you're talking about, the, the next gen or the young gen, what, what kind of stuff do they do to support young workers? So we're kind of all over the place with our activities. So like, well, besides meeting once a month, having a committee meeting, um, it's just more, I think what we do for workers is different what we like promote. So like, for example, uh, like, Typically, if it wasn't for COVID, unfortunately, but uh, we have a Movember dodgeball tournament where we invite anybody from any union to put in a team, and then it's like an enrollment fee that your union hall would pay for you, and that all that money will go towards like Movember uh, fundraising, and it's a really fun day, and uh, you know, so that's something we plan. We do a cystic fibrosis walk. We like collected uh, tampons uh, for. Um, you know, uh, homeless women and, uh, you know, other people who need tampons. And so we do like all sorts of fundraisers like that. Uh, we are just volunteer our time a lot, um, at union events and just like kind of, kind of show the world that there are young people interested, but what we do kind of more behind the scenes is if you are trying to understand the union, we help you just by like, if you have questions, there's people to ask where there's like no judgment and like um, we are just like preparing young people kind of not to take over the union hall, but like at least give some young people an idea of what's going on so that they can teach other people their age. And so that there's kind of someone to pass the torch for. Cause like they were finding that that was a problem. The, a lot of these people would retire, stop being involved in the union, but there's nobody behind them to like mm-hmm. keep up the good work that they were doing. Okay. Excellent. That's so awesome. it's a, again, it's like that, um, you've got someone with the, the skills and the knowledge and they're sharing it to the next, uh, it's like an apprenticing almost, but you're sharing the information with the next group growing into the role. 
yeah, yeah. exactly and, and we, really... we get to go on conference too and learn oh. also lots of really great things like that mm-hmm. through that that's really fantastic that your your union organization supports you and the next generation so well sees the big picture that's awesome mm-hmm. i wanted to talk a little more about your work as an electrician are you are you doing a lot of residential like individual homes or or more uh, apartment condo high rise what kind of what kind of work do you do so I, my very first job was with this company called Barham Electrical, and it was predominantly high-rise condos in Toronto. Uh, and those are really cool jobs, in my opinion, because you're going to learn a lot of residential knowledge, and then you're going to learn a lot of, like, distribution knowledge as well, as, as well as just things like uh, fire alarm systems, how they tie in with, you know, uh, big fans to blow all the smoke out of the stairwells. Like there's like these industrial aspects of high rise and then the residential. So it was a great, like kind of starting off point. And then my next, I stayed with them for like five years. And then my next uh, company was Univex and they they're doing the courthouse in downtown Toronto right now. And that was also a really cool job because just seeing like the prison cells in the basement, there's like a different parking garage for uh, the judges to go in and park. And like just that whole security aspect of building a building is really interesting. So I'm kind of all over the place, but there's still so many more things I can learn like solar, wind, um, you know, working. I really want to work at a power plant. Like there's just so many options. Wow, so you're you're getting a chance to see the infrastructure that that powers uh, the buildings mm-hmm. without the, the places where most people wouldn't go, or even you, walking by it, you wouldn't notice. Yeah. I didn't know that about stairwells and in, in high rises. That's amazing. So, what what mm-hmm. would you say is kind of the most like one of the most interesting or or unexpected tasks you've done in your career? I think it's just kind of like you said, like being in these rooms that not many people get to witness. And um, I, I'm going to sound like a little like funny when I say this, but it's like I feel like I'm surprised at how powerful I am as an individual. I have the ability to fix, to like bring power to all these units in this building and to do it safely and to do it um, in the most effective way. And, like, that's really powerful, and that's a really important part of our society, to be perfectly honest. And um, I think, like, a lot of electricians are, like, have a lot of pride in what they do. And I think I wasn't expecting that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, when you, ha- when you find a job or a career that's really rewarding uh, and fulfilling, especially mm-hmm. when you can do things... Um, you know, not only with your hands because it's visual and you see the results quickly, um, but you know, uh, it's the t- the type of thing that uh, just make makes you feel good in general, right? I think so. Not uh, every day, you know, it is still a job. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you're working with somebody that uh, it's hard to get along with, but you learn like social skills as well as uh, you know, sci- like science and. I think electricians were problem solvers. We good with our hands. Like you have to be dexterous and, you know, and there's some jobs that are more using your body than your brain. And then some jobs with your brain, you know, more than like lifting a lot of things. And yeah, so it's really well-rounded that way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. 
I think it's interesting, like you were saying, the um, one of the interesting aspects of this career, like a lot of careers, but in particular, when, you, when you've connected the power, we do take for granted in our homes, in our cars, in our, you know, with our devices that, yeah, you just plug mm-hmm. it in, you charge it and it works. But mm-hmm. someone yeah. built that, someone fixed that, mm-hmm. someone wired my house so that it works safely and appropriately and all the right mm-hmm. amounts of power and... Yeah, it's it's quite amazing that you've developed those skills mm-hmm. and you're you make a difference. I mean, you think of the when you walk into those condos, it's a it's a just a cement box, right? And then when yeah, you're, you're done with it, it's got a five hundred thousand dollar price tag on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. That's yeah, great. For sure. That's awesome, Kara. Thank you. Would you um last question for me, would you would you recommend this career being an electrician to somebody for sure yeah to anybody honestly like if this is going to be your second or third career if it'll be your first career Mm -hmm. it doesn't take a long time for the money to make sense yes the pre-apprenticeship the first term you're not getting paid much money let's be honest but when you know if i stick with it in a year i automatically get my raise because it's based on a percentage of what a journeyman's rate is so it's like knowing that you're going to get that raise as long as you do your part is really great motivator, yeah, <laughs> to be a, honest. And and school doesn't cost any money in the union. They pay for it all. So there's no, there's only pros. There's not a lot of cons to this career, in my opinion. Yeah, great, great. Even if you're not in the union, like there's really, yeah. there's no big tuition fees when you're an apprentice, no. right? You're getting paid to go to work. Um, and when you do go and, and, and learn your level one or your level two, or they might name it differently in a union, you know, it, it's really subsidized quite a bit. And the fees are, the fees are, are very small compared to full-time tuition fees. And if you start with OEAP in high school, which you didn't have the opportunity where you grew up, but you know, your first level is free. If you, if your high school offers the, uh, w- what we call the accelerated OEAP programs in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that level one program. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to ask you too, like we deal with a lot of parents as well as students. Would you, as a, as someone who's just about you, I mean, you can see the finish line, you're steps away from completing your red seal exam. What yeah. advice would you give to parents? Um, to not pay attention to stereotypes, you know, not, not, pay attention to kind of, I I can't think of the proper word, but basically society norms. Like just if you're a smaller man to say you can't do construction, that's completely not right. If you're a woman that you're not going to be able to do it. You know, I love the expression, uh, work smarter, not harder. And I think that that's the case with a lot of um, construction workers and it doesn't, it's not all bronze. You do have to have a brain uh, but there's so much support to help you. Um, I really feel like where it be subsidies from the government, like you said, so many grants, like each level of graduating school, I get money from the government and I, it's taxed, but you know, you put that percentage aside and then the rest is yours to use as you need. There's like interest-free loans from the government for when you're in school. Like they're, they're just doing everything they can to help you. So it's a great career option for any young person. That's and I, I will say also, oh, yeah, I know so many, the young people I know that are coming into our trades, 
are a lot of these people are coming from OES. Like it's an gr- amazing program that works. So that's great. Yeah. Thanks. Fantastic. There you go. I'm gonna put that on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it does. I promise. I wouldn't. I'm not just saying that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, Kara, thank you very much for your time. And uh, when My you're pleasure. when you're back in Ontario. Um, we, we have to meet up for a cappuccino somewhere, a socially yes, distanced yes, cappuccino. Okay, that'd be great. Pat and I have <laughs> discovered, we had a meeting once and there was this little coffee shop. We just met, it was between both of our offices. We're driving around all over and we just stopped for a coffee. And it was one of those moments where we're like, how did I not know this is the best, <laughs> best cappuccino in Hamilton? Anyway, when you're here, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll tell you the place. We'll meet there. All right. Please do. Yeah, yeah that'd thank be you. Okay. Thank you so much, Kara. It's been a wonderful conversation. Nice catching up with you. Yeah, you guys too. Thank you so much for reaching out. I, I appreciate the opportunity uh, to get my voice out there. Okay, I'm, I've got a little funny problem with my... Mm-hmm. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I'm going to play the extra. Here we go. Have a great day, everyone. Well, thank Thanks. you very much, Kara. Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't find the, uh, the extra music, but there it is, our cheese dog music. Once again, thanks to Kara Bridot, electrician apprentice, all the way from PEI on the phone. Uh, great chatting. And uh, thank you, Pat. If anybody has any questions, uh, more questions, you can find our emails on the oyap.ca oyaphamilton.ca O-Yap, website, website or on the show notes of this episode. If you're interested in a different trade, send us an email. Let us know what you'd like to learn. We'll try and find someone and record a conversation. And more trades coming up on the OYAP Hamilton web uh, podcast. I'm Joachim Valentin, the OYAP coordinator from the Hamilton Wentworth District School Board. And I'm Pat Pirro, the OYAP coordinator for the Hamilton Wentworth Catholic District School Board. <laughs>